you might be wondering if we're bored taking this week off and running an encore presentation of the sports spectacular. Uh, yeah, yeah, I do miss not coming in. Yeah, me too. But don't worry. I have plenty of digs saved up for Mike when we come back next week. Let's get back to the show. This is Brad Underwood. You're listening to the Illini Guys Sports Spectacular. Illini Guys Sports Spectacular. And congratulations to the Illini volleyball team, one of eight Big Ten teams earning bids, the NCAA tournament. The Illini assigned to the Lexington Subregional, and you can follow their progress on IlliniGuys.com. But joining us now, very special guest here on our Game Changers line, presented by OSF Healthcare, is Chris Thomas, Illini volleyball head coach. Uh, We're talking here, recording this on Tuesday ahead of the team's trip to Lexington to play in the NCAA tournament. Hey, coach, welcome to the show and, and congratulations. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's been a long few years, you know, coming from COVID last year and uh, still in the post-COVID, it's still been a long year too. But, uh, you know, the team's been really resilient. Um, you know, last year we finished on a good on a good run. Uh, they, they shortened the tournament last year to, uh, I think it was 48 teams instead of 64. And I think we were just out of the bubble last year. And then this year we were able to put together a nice run and a really good tournament resume and uh, we're rewarded with a, with an appearance this year. So uh, happy to have that for the team. Uh, it's not always about the wins and losses, but it, it sure feels good to, to be in the tournament again. Yeah. Uh, great. I know the you know, high point I know was, uh, was the win over Purdue uh, mid season. You had that stretch where you played Purdue and I think it was Wisconsin, like, like back to back all four, yeah, four, four times in a row. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's like who, who, who put that schedule together, you know, but, yeah. um, but, you know, but that's one thing I want to ask you about in terms of you know, how, how frustrating was it last year to have that season with all of the issues with COVID everybody was facing, of course, um, with the success that, that you've had over the years uh, in your tenure and even before you got there to have a season end with, without going on to the postseason. Yeah, again, I think last year was a lot about, you know, it wasn't just about us and athletics. It was, a, it was what we we're dealing with the world pandemic. And so we we're in some regards, we were happy just to be able to play. But uh, of course, we're competitors and we want to be able to you know, reach the highest levels. And we we turned over our roster after the 19 season. We had a lot of people graduate. So we were playing the really young roster and the people in different positions because, you know, people were out due to contact tracing or whatever. So just based on that, I, I, I was really uh, pleased with the year, even though, you know, record wise and, you know, we didn't make a tournament appearance that how we kind of went through the year. We always look at improvement and I felt we improved from game one until the, our very last game where we beat Purdue at Purdue uh, to finish. And then this year, like you mentioned, we had a nice win at Purdue again. Um, we had another nice win on the road against Penn State. Uh, we've, we dealt with some little bit of injury and sickness after that um so we're just now coming back into full strength again and just in the right time for the tournament here so good to be back um but uh yeah we always just work on one day at a time and, and try to improve as best we can certainly your tournament tested as we mentioned one of eight big 10 teams um getting into the field and the the tournament uh, committee did you no favors by sending you to the uh, the lair of the defending national champion kentucky wildcats but first things first uh west virginia on friday afternoon um tell us about the mountaineers this is their first trip there um so certainly i think you still have a like you said you graduated some players but a bit of an advantage in terms of um the, you know the only program uh, being a staple every every year in the ncaa tournament sure I, you know i i think uh you know every big 10 team that's that's made it this year definitely deserving of it and as you mentioned eight teams and um all eight of us with with above 500 records in conference and uh you know it's it's just it's a grind i mean that's the best way i can i can put it you've got seven teams consistently in the top 25 you got 
uh, five or six and usually in the top 15. And so uh, night in and night out, you're going to have to bring it. Otherwise you're going to find yourself on the, on the wrong end. And so um, just that alone, I think gives the big 10 a huge edge. And I like actually a lot of our chances to advance, you know, in the, in the previous years, we've had five or six teams advance to the sweet 16 um, with a couple usually in the final four. And so I feel that's another year. Uh, it's going to be like that this year for, uh, for the big 10. Uh, and as far as the Mountaineers go, yeah, you know, first time in, in a while, they, they can have a different type of energy. So it's very much like the basketball March Madness where everyone's in, everyone's good. Um, you can't take anyone lightly and uh, they've got some re really nice pieces and uh, you know, they have a good coach. So it's just like we all do. So we, we just have to make sure we're taking everyone as serious as possible. I know, you know, we're, we're in Lexington and, you know, we can start looking at the facing the defending national champs, but we got to get, we got to get there first. So uh, Mountaineers a good team and uh, we got to be well-prepared. Uh, and finally, I know that uh, obviously the goal is to win a national championship, but 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 short of that, what defines success for you in, in this season as you head to Lexington and look beyond that? Um, when you look back, what what's a successful season for uh, for Coach Thomas in the Illini volleyball team? Yeah, yeah, that's that's a good question. After the after we had that Final Four run in eighteen, you know, in nineteen, we we also had a. a a decent run, but it wasn't quite a final four run. We, we had some matches with that we had won the previous year. We just fell short. And so it kind of makes you look at, you know, you do have to define that success and you're not always just going to come in and win. And, and, you know, if you think about it, there's only one coach and one team at the end of the year uh, who can be happy. So it, you can't define your happiness just based on that. And I know fans don't like hearing that, but, uh, <laughs> the fact of the matter is it's really hard to do. And you gotta, you know, you gotta be on and you gotta have all of your, your players that are on, on any given night. And, uh, there's, there's a team on the other side of the net that has a say in that. And so for us, or for me, you know, it's just about making sure we hold true to our pillars and uh, making sure that we, you know, we, we, we call it home and, and uh, those that stands for having honor and ownership and being really good at being in the moment. And that's about everyone. And so if we can be really good in those aspects and think about that, it's not just about us, it's about the team. It's about improvement from day one till we get to the end of the season. And then we get to the end of the season. Like now we just, you know, fight like heck to give ourselves a chance to win a match. I mean, that's pretty much what we look at. You're not always going to hit every single ball in or you're not going to, um, you know, block every ball or anything like that. We, we just have to do our best uh, to be our best. And that's pretty much what we have to do. And, and I've been really proud of this team, um, have been since I started coaching here. They've responded really well. Great support from the Illini uh, fan base and uh, just looking forward to a good tournament run here. Yeah, well, we feel that all is right with the universe again with uh, Illinois back in the NCAA volleyball tournament. So uh, we didn't like not being a part of that last year, but glad you're back in there. Hey, Coach, uh, best of luck this weekend in Lexington and uh, and and beyond that. Let's just let's just put that out there in the universe that uh, that's going to happen. Uh, and congrats again on su success already, and and uh, hopefully we'll have you on the show again soon. Sounds good. Thanks, Larry. Appreciate it. All right, Chris Thomas right there talking to us. Illini Volleyball again taking on West Virginia Friday in the uh, Lexington sub-regional uh, of the NCAA tournament. And again, a win there and uh, a likely date against uh, Kentucky, the defending champion and the host down there uh, in Lexington. Again, this segment to the Game Changer segment brought to you by OSF Healthcare. Stay with us, quick timeout, and then much more here on the Sports Spectacular all along the Illini Guys Radio Network. I'm Kofi Coburn. When it comes to facing my opponents on the basketball court, psh, that's easy. You know what else is easy? OSF On-Call Urgent Care. 
That's right, Kofi. When you need care for minor illnesses and injuries that's easy to get when and where you need it, OSF On-Call Urgent Care is your MVP. Walk in 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. every day, even holidays, or connect with a virtual visit 24-7, 365 days a year. Visit osfoncall.org slash urgentcare. Back here on the Illini Guys Sports Spectacular presented by IlliniGuys.com. Right now, our newsmaker line brought to you by Busey Bank. And on the uh, line with us right now, none other than the coach, the man, Brad Underwood, who's the head coach of the men's basketball program. Uh, coach, thanks for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Uh, good to talk to you. You and I haven't had a chance to, to speak yet. I got to ask you one thing. Uh, looking over this uh, this summer, was this the wackiest summer you've ever been a part of as a head coach? Yes. Not even, <laughs> not, not even close. Not, not even. No hesitation. Not, you know, and, and I mean, it's you know, and I'm being I'm being very honest. Yes, I, you know, it's it's um, uh, it was so much of the unexpected, and uh, you know, so much. Uh, so many different things, you know, you expect players and, and, uh, uh, guys are, you know, it's the, it's the, it's the normal world to test when you're a good player to test the NBA waters. Um, but, but you start thinking about all of the things that have been thrown at us in college sports, uh, now with name image likeness, uh, very new, uh, that was being, that was coming at us. We knew from the end of the season, uh, the transfer portal, which has been talked about now, it becomes live and active and something that is um, uh, new for all of us. And we're all dealing with and, uh, you know, let alone you pile all of that on with, um, uh, you know, losing staff, uh, a staff that uh, that I love dearly was fabulous at what they did. They uh, they helped build this and and uh, and for various reasons. And, uh, uh, you know, I think one of the most challenging pieces and I'm very big on this, is, is hiring staff. Uh, I think we hit a home run. Uh, I know we hit a home run. And, uh, but, you know, to me, it's staff, recruiting, and scheduling are three of the, the biggest pieces to uh, success in a program. So it's not something you take lightly or it's not something I take lightly. I tried to be very diligent about it. And uh, uh, like I said, I think we hit a home run. Obviously, you got um... – you know, you got Chester Frazier, who is an Illini alum, and you, you've talked about him before. I, I got to see him, you know, in July, you know, when you're out on the road. And that guy is just he, – he is such a hard worker, such a grinder. I'm sure that's what uh, appealed to, to you when you hired him. Well, and, and Brad, I take it a step further. Um, I think all you have to do is look at his career, and it goes back to a player. And I think one of the hardest, one of the hardest things to find are winners. And not everybody's a winner. I, everybody says they can do a job, and 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 yet, uh, you know, Chester was very fortunate that he became a head uh, or an assistant coach at the highest level very early. Uh, but you know, as a player, he won. Uh, you look at the 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 career that uh, they and, and the recruits and the success that Bruce had. Chester was a big part of that at Kansas State, uh, and then they go to Virginia Tech with. Mike Young, who is, is a dear friend and outstanding coach, and they win. And it's no coincidence that the, the, the common denominator of that was Chester. And, um, you know, I, I value that. And uh, I love his passion. I love his work ethic. Uh, I love his character. I love his toughness and his grit. And it's everything that I want our program to be about. And he just writes that. And so 
uh, to me, it was a no brainer. It was just a matter of, could we get him to come back? And, and, uh, uh, you know, he, he loves orange and blue and, uh, uh, you know, more than most. And he's a, he's a very proud alum. He seems to have the, the type of personality that I think would, would mesh very well with yours. And, and coach, when you, I think about going back to the, the spring football game and the moment when everyone's on the field and, and the crowd there showing you guys love for the Big Ten Championship and, and all the accomplishments this year. And things began to change after that with the coaching shift, with uh, Kofi looking at the NBA coming back and you hadn't gotten to the transfer portal really yet. I, I would think that a lot of fans that watching this these last four months would say that you came out of the summer. Um, really, you could argue better off than when you went into it, um, especially considering how things could have gone the other way. Would, would you agree with that? Yeah. You know, I, I, I don't know if I look at it like that. I, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I just kind of looked at it. I, Hey, I had a great staff. Two guys went to Kentucky. One guy went back to his alma mater at Gonzaga. Um, they're both top five programs, uh, you know, and, and Orlando had a relationship. Jet had a relationship, um, you know, and, and, you know, it's not like we're losing them to, to, you know, top 100 programs. We're losing them to programs that, have achieved a lot of success. So I just kind of took it, Larry, and I said, you know, I put a hell of a staff together. I'm going to go put a better one together, and I'm going to try to do that. And, and I looked at it that way, and I, I didn't look at it or dwell on 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 what, what we lost. I know what we lost, and I'm saying, okay, how can we become better? And one of the great things about that is, is our program's different now. Our brand is different, and, and we're in a different place than we were uh, for, I guess, five years ago as I'm approaching my fifth season. So, you know, I, I looked at it that way. I approached every day when I woke up, let's, let's, let's see who, who, how we do this and how we make this better. And I've never stopped doing that. Um, you know, guys leave for a variety of reasons and, and I wish them the best and I don't hold ill will. And, and, uh, you know, you deal with the portal. Um, you know, I say this all the time. I tell our players this. I want guys that are both feet in committed. Uh, you can't win without it. And if guys don't want to be here, um, okay, I'm good. Let's go. We'll, we'll go find. We'll go find the next the next group of guys who want to be here. And to me, it's really that simple. I don't overcomplicate it. I let all you guys talk about all that, all that stuff. You know, in the media. To me, it's that simple. And uh, uh, and it all goes back to winning. And you know, finding winners and on your staff, finding winners who want to be a part of your culture. And, and if people don't want to be a part of that, okay, I'm good. Uh, we'll go find some more who, who, who want to be a part of that. But we will beat Kentucky if we play them this year, right? I mean, that's, we'll, that's kick their ass. we'll kick their ass. <laughs> it's we'll important kick. stuff. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it's, you might, you know, they might know a player too, but that's okay. <laughs> Is you, you, you kind of got, you know, we always talk about, you know, Christmas season getting gifts. You kind of got the biggest gift of all in July. I mean, when Kofi decides to come back, I mean, a dominant big guy, the most dominant, you know, figure in college basketball. I mean, there's nobody like him. Um, it's got to make you feel really good just to have that presence uh, coming back again for another year. Brad, he's, he's going to be a national player, national preseason player of the year conversations. And, and, you know, that's, um, uh, you know, Kofi's such a wonderful human being. Uh, he's improved so great. He's made huge strides from his freshman to his sophomore year. He is dominant. And, uh, 
you know, I, he's going to be even better this year. And I, I don't doubt that for a second. And, you know, it's, I think it's uh, exciting for him that um, he's, he's, he's got a legacy here. Uh, he's achieved so much. He, he's really put his thumbprint on a program and he's going to continue to add to that. And uh, for him to recognize that, uh, I, I think speaks volumes to his character, what he believes in, uh, and, I, and, and the fact that he continues to believe in us and the fun and the, and the excitement and the way that we're going about trying to continue to, to help him and grow his game. Um, you're right. I mean, it was, it was Christmas in July and, um, you know, we're, we're, we're fortunate and he's going to have a great year. Here on the Newsmaker line presented by Busey Bank, talking to head coach uh, Brad Underwood of the Illini basketball team. Coach, you mentioned a moment ago, you talked about, um, uh, you know, how this program has changed now going into your fifth year from, from when you came in, um, because of that, because the expectations are higher. Um, because the, the, the bar you set is higher and it's, but still more attainable. How does that change your approach heading into this season that it might've three or maybe four years ago? Well, there's not an easy answer to that because one, we haven't reached the pinnacle. We're not at the top of the mountain. We're, we're, we're continuing to keep, uh, we got to keep pushing. We've got to keep, uh, uh, working every day to get better. Um, uh, you know, I've got, we've got great administration here, Josh Whitman, uh, you, you start looking and, and, you know, I've got a crane outside my window, uh, you know, here to what we're doing to, to oven and, and the renovations that have been made to state farm center, the upgrades have been incredible. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I say this all the time, coaches win games, administrators win championships. And so, you know, we keep moving the bar that way. Um, but, you know, there is, there is no doubt that we're, we're in a different place. I think that, when we get involved with recruits, uh, I like seeing the names we're involved with uh, and going against. Uh, I think that when you add winning and facilities and a top five uh, institution on the academic front, uh, you, you've got a lot of positives working your way. So, uh, you know, we're, we're going to continue to build, continue to keep working, and, and we're never going to be satisfied. That's not my personality. Um, you know, right or wrong, I'm kind of a glass half empty guy. So we're going to keep striving for more and and uh, and keep pushing. And, and, and that's all I know. Talking here with the Illini head basketball coach, Brad Underwood, on the Newsmaker Line presented by Busey Bank. We'll have more with the coach after this. You're tuned in to the Sports Spectacular on the Illini Guys Radio Network. You have a lot to look forward to. Growing your family. Opening your own business. Retiring to travel. Leaving your legacy. Busey Bank is here to help you celebrate your life's milestones by putting your money to work with thoughtful advice, trusted resources, and proven results. Busey is proud to be the official bank of the Fighting Illini, a champion for purpose and progress since 1868. Member FDIC. You're listening to the Sports Spectacular, powered by IlliniGuys.com on the Illini Guys Radio Network. Now, let's get back to the studio. Back here on the Illini Guys Sports Spectacular, and we're talking with Illini basketball head coach Brad Underwood on the Newsmaker Line presented by UC Bank. Uh, Brad Surdy, go ahead. Coach, as you look at you know this fall being a little bit different than last fall, obviously, with the getting to have football games and bringing in recruits to this atmosphere, how much better is that or how much how valuable is that when you're recruiting um, to have a football game with the pack stadium and things like that? 
Oh, it's huge. It's a big part of it. And, and uh, you know, it's, it's, it's been refreshing. I've literally, and Brad, we're the first day of school, but this, this, this weekend, I literally drove through campus every single day just, just to absorb the excitement level and to see people walking around and to drive by the fraternity houses, go to the quad, drove by the quad yesterday. I mean, you couldn't move. It was packed. Uh, oh, it's so refreshing. And uh, that's what the college experience should be about. And, and it was very abnormal uh, that, that, that our freshmen still haven't been in a class till today. And, and now they're sophomores. And so we've got two groups of young men that are experiencing co- the true college life for the first time. Uh, does it impact recruiting? Absolutely. Uh, you know, we've got a, got a new football coach uh, that, that's, you know, that's, that's proven he's going to do a great, great job. And, and just that atmosphere, that feel of, of what a college campus is like on a football Saturday is, is special. And there's no doubt we've got a big weekend with a lot of recruits in. Yeah, certainly a big game uh, this weekend with Nebraska. And like you said, just as Brad mentioned, just the, the fans. I mean, it's, it, 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 it feels real, even though we're still going through some things um, in some parts. Talk about some of your, your players. Obviously, we know what Kofi can do, and, and, and we haven't really addressed really Andre Corbello and, and um, how special he's going to be this year, kind of turning him loose a little bit, I would think. But talk about some of your personnel and just uh, some of the key guys that are going to really um, take this program to the next level. Well, I mean, you know, enough said when you're talking national player of the year candidate and, and Kofi, um, there's not really too much more to talk about. We know that uh, Curbelo is going to blossom. We got a little taste of that when Iowa was out last year, uh, what that will look like. We'll see him grow. Uh, people forget that he and Coleman Hawkins didn't have a preseason last year, uh, didn't have an offseason summer workout. This was their first. Um, you know, I, I think we'll see a big jump in Coleman Hawkins. A young man that uh, played played a good amount last year, uh, but now has gotten stronger. He, he love his versatility, uh, and then you return Jacob Grandison, a guy that uh, you know started. We won 16 of 18 with him in the lineup. His energy. He played for the Finnish national team this summer. Got great experience, uh, you know. And and I would be remiss. I mean, the the two biggest pieces of our culture, uh, Trent Frazier and Demonte Williams, come back for their for their super senior years. And uh, you have no idea how excited I am for that. You know, we've got, uh, we've got two guys who've started and been a part of, of literally four years of college basketball back on the court. There's nothing they haven't seen or done. And, and the thing is they're hungry. They want more. And, and uh, uh, Austin Hutcherson, uh, Hutch is a guy that, that we were really excited for a year ago at this time uh, is, is back. And, and stress fractures in his back caused him to have to sit out. Uh, he's healthy. He's had an incredible summer. Uh, he's an unbelievable talent. Uh, and then you throw, you know, two transfers, Omar Payne, 6'10", from Florida, quick athlete. Uh, we haven't had an athlete like him. Uh, and, and then you've got Alfonso Plummer, just shy of 14 points a game in the Pac-12. Uh, and he is, he is a bucket getter. And he is a high, high um, rated three-point shooter. He's as good as I've seen. Uh, I'm excited about him. And then we've got three freshmen that come in and, and uh, you know, Brad, Brandon Pajemski, player of the year in the state of Wisconsin, averaged 35 a game, an elite shooter. Uh, R.J. Melendez from Florida, uh, Puerto Rican descent, 
uh, great, great athlete, six, seven. Uh, we haven't had one like him. <coughs> and Luke Goody from Indiana, uh, extremely uh, versatile player, can play multiple positions and a, and a deep, deep shooter with, with great range. So we set out to sign wings with size and we got that in those three. And, uh, you know, I think it provides us a, a deep team. Uh, we're more athletic than we've been. And, uh, you know, it's going to be fun to, to try to put all these pieces together. As you head into the fall, more of a normal fall than what you've had in the past, you know, you had last year, obviously. And what are you, is there a key component that you're saying, this is what we have to get better at this fall for, in order to get where we want to go? Yeah. You know, I think the one thing that Brad, we've, I've been frustrated with, um, you know, I think we were 33rd in the country in three point shooting last year, but 320th in attempts. Um, we've got to be a better shooting team. And, and I think we will be that. I, you know, that was one of the premises we tried to set out and, and address in recruiting. Um, that, get, that creates more space for Curbelo, uh, more space for Kofi, uh, longer tags. Uh, so that's something that we've really worked hard on this summer is, is increased spacing uh, because we can shoot the basketball. Uh, and, and I hope that translates to games uh, because it's one of the issues we want to we want to try to exploit. Uh, we've been last since we've made the transition defensively into kind of a new style. Overall, we were fourth in the country last year in defensive efficiency. I love those numbers. Uh, what I don't is, is we've been dead last in the Big Ten in the last two years and turnovers forced. So we're trying to find a little bit, little bit of a balance. And then I would like to get us up six to eight possessions a game. Um, I think we need to play a little bit faster uh, and, and utilize that three-point line a little more and, and uh, uh, potentially, and it'll play itself out, potentially take what I think is a very deep team and be able to get guys. Minutes. Coach got about 30 seconds left here. Um, you've talked before when you were hired to the, the job to take over the Illinois program, you talked about the glory days and walking into assembly hall now called state farm center and, and the electricity you'll have fans back. It, it appears back in the, in the house this year, 30 seconds. What's it going to feel like to bring this program with the roster you put together, the style of play that you have, with the kind of fans that, you know, Illinois brings when the team is really up? Well, I go back to the Iowa game two years ago, and that was as good a college basketball environment as I've been a part of. And I can only imagine what it will be like with this team. And, and the beauty of this team is, is the personality that we have and, and Curbelo and, and how those guys thrive on that. Just got a small taste of that in the Big Ten tournament last year. They relish those moments. They play off that. We got the best fans in the country. And, and to see that place amped and going nuts with the personality of this team, it's a great fit. I'm, I'm excited for our fans. They get to watch this team. Yeah, we're excited. We can't wait. Hey, Coach Underwood, uh, again, many thanks coming on the show, the Sports Spectacular. Best of luck this season. We can't wait to uh, see you guys out on the, on the court and uh, watch you cut down the nets later on in the spring. That's the plan. Thanks, guys. <laughs> thanks. thanks, Coach. Quick timeout here on the show. You're listening to the Illini Guys Sports Spectacular on the Illini Guys Radio Network.
Are you tired of your website making your business look bad? Is your current web developer dropping the ball? Let's face it, if your website isn't making you money, it's broken. Let Neon Rain create a website that turns your visitors into customers. Neon Rain has worked with hundreds of businesses across North America, building custom websites and applications with modern designs that are easy to update and work well on mobile devices. They can do it for you too. What sets Neon Rain apart? They actually deliver on their promises. Call today for a free consultation, 303-957-3092. That's Neon Rain at 303-957-3092. Or visit them at neonrain.com. Don't forget the Sports Spectacular returns next week, but you can still find complete coverage of the Illini right now on IlliniGuys.com. Great analysis from Matt Stevens and Steve Sturm on the newest football Illini. Now let's get back to this special holiday presentation of the Sports Spectacular. You're listening to the Sports Spectacular, powered by IlliniGuys.com on the Illini Guys Radio Network. Now, let's get back to the studio. Welcome back to the Illini Guys Sports Spectacular. Brad Sturdy here with Mike Cagley and Larry Smith. Before the break, we were talking about my Sturdy for 30 podcast with basketball writer Jeff Goodman of Stadium. Here's more of that as I asked him his take on the most important Illini this season, aside from Kofi and Curbelo. I mean, I think Plummer is the guy you got to watch for here. To me, he's he's the veteran. He's at least done it. They haven't won. You know, he hasn't won certainly at Utah. They were they were mediocre, but ultimately, you know, he's a fifth year guy. Uh, you know, who who you know put up I don't know what it was 12, 13 points a game in the Pac twelve last year. So he's the guy to me that I think. You know, you're going to need that that third guy, right? Right, fellows. Probably, like I said, best case scenario is going to average 15. He might average 10 or 12. It wouldn't shock me if he averages 12 and 8. Um, you know, I, I'd expect Kofi to have uh, room for Bellow to operate. And obviously, given some room uh, for Kofi down low, and they're going to double him. We know that on the catch or, or, or whatnot, maybe not against every Big Ten team again, but they're going to double him. So I, I think, you know, again, I think Plummer's going to be be a huge huge key for this team is um and so i, I kind of plumber i watched him in practice the yeah. dude rarely misses when he gets when he gets a look at the basket he can really yep. shoot the ball um so that's been impressive uh to see from him and a huge addition for illinois obviously different maybe a little bit different this year they might shoot more threes so overall the big 10 you mentioned purdue you mentioned illinois we know michigan's got the big guys you know hunter dickinson but also they got some really talented freshmen. At least we think they're talented. What are your thoughts on them? We don't know. I mean, we know Hunter Dickinson, but we really don't know the freshmen because I haven't seen this freshman class since, you know, a lot of them. I, certainly I followed Chet Holmgren and Paolo Bencaro, the kids, you know, top players, but a lot of them, we didn't see their junior summer. We're used to doing that. So I take the, the, the rankings with a grain of salt here. I, I know, listen, I know Michigan's got talent. I'm not saying they don't, but I want to see it to believe it because I, I feel like the rankings this year, they, they're not great anyway. On an ordinary year, uh, recruiting guys aren't great with their rankings anyway. You know, top 10, yeah, I mean, again, Chet Holmgren and, and Ben Caro are going to be studs. We know that. But uh, once you get down past 10, I think a lot of times it's a crapshoot. Um, so these rankings... I don't put a ton of stock into them. And the other thing is, 
you know, Michigan got, was fortunate last year. Mike Smith, the, the Ivy League transfer, was terrific. Are they going to get as lucky with Devontae Jones, the transfer from Coastal Carolina, who's going to be asked to plug that point guard spot? Yeah, it's interesting. You watch it. All, all these guys, you know, these incoming freshmen, we didn't get to see the, them play as much as we had in the past. That's why I always said, like, I think this class rankings, it's just a complete crapshoot. We didn't even – you didn't know. And the ones who – you know, if you watch high – you know, as well as I do, you watch high school basketball, you never know. You know, the competition level, one guy might score 37 against, you know, a bunch of 6'2 kids from, you know, uh, from uh, middle of nowhere. So it's a little bit different. Uh, AAU circuit, we see them go head-to-head. What about the other rest of the teams in the Big Ten? We got the Big Three. It seems like everybody pretty much has Purdue, Illinois, Michigan in some order – at the top of yep. the Big Ten. Who, who are the other teams that you think could step up? I mean, I think the next the next tier is is kind of, you know, similar, you know, and it's hard to really figure them all out at, at this point. I mean, I you got – certainly you got Ohio State in there, right? I mean, they they probably the best player of that next tier with E.J. Liddell. But I'm worried about their, their point guard play, um, to be honest, because I don't know who it's going to be to be at this point it might be justice suing um and he's not really a true point we know that but they're going to play a lot through him um michigan i saw them practice they're good but they don't have a start in their point guard situation very much in them i i really happen to like tyson walker the northeastern transfer i've seen him play in person Uh, i think he's terrific but ultimately still you're going from northeastern to michigan state um, those are two that are in there. Maryland, I saw practice or play pickup. They're probably as talented as a lot of those teams in the first tier. You know, they got Fats Russell, Eric Ayala. They got the big kid Q from, from Georgetown who transferred in. Uh, they've got some pretty good wings. So I, I think they're in the mix there too. Goody's obviously very high on uh, uh, Utah transfer uh, Afonso Plummer, as well as Trent Frazier. He mentions both of those guys. Uh, predominantly, uh, you know, how tough Frazier is. And then Plummer's ability to shoot the ball. And from my opinion, he's exactly right. When you can spread the floor around a seven-foot, 290-pound guy with guys that can really shoot it and a guy who can pass it like Curbelo, this team has a chance to be really good offensively. Brad, it was really good stuff. And once again, you can hear the uh, complete interview on the Sturdy for 30 podcast. You can find that on IlliniGuys.com or wherever you download your podcast. It's Rutgers weekend. We break down the game as we get ready for kickoff. This is the Illini Guys Sports Spectacular. The Illini Guys Sports Spectacular, our Game Changers segment brought to you by HX Home Solutions. John Gasway is a U of I grad now working for ESPN, college basketball guru who is so gracious to take uh, some of his time uh, to spend with us. John, congrats on your success. Thanks for joining us on the Sports Spectacular. Always great to have uh, an Illinois native on the show, pride of uh, Springfield High School, as you were telling us in the break right there. Tell us, how did you end up working for the Worldwide Leader? Well, thank you for having me, and uh, particular thanks for the use of the word guru. Uh, I'm going to uh, <laughs> going to replay this to, to my wife and all my relatives. That's, that's clutch. Thank you. Uh, I, uh, I kicked around a bit and, uh, did some, uh, well, first of all, I went to grad school at the U of I forever and, uh, did a lot of different things coming out of that. And, uh, I was just writing online about college basketball, the big 10 specifically. And I did that for about three years, just on my own and, uh, came fast friends online with a guy named Ken Pomeroy and he and I 
started talking about starting up a, an offshoot of the baseball prospectus website that would be called basketball prospectus. And uh, we did that for, I think I was there for seven seasons and then uh, ESPN just kind of uh, scooped uh, the very small number of us that were there in 2013. And uh, I've, I've been at ESPN for, uh, for every season since. Wow. That, that is, that's an interesting story there. Um, now, as a guy who is a basketball guru, and, and now we can say it's it's a self. I'm loving this. I'm loving this. Pretty soon we'll have this be a self-appointed guru. But um, how many games do you get a work to watch in person and on TV each year? Um, you know, in person, not many these last <laughs> couple yeah. seasons because <laughs> for obvious reasons, uh, I watch a ton of basketball and uh, I am the latest in a long line of people at ESPN who run a vertical called Bubble Watch. And so the the time period in between uh, Super Bowl Sunday and Selection Sunday is particularly intense. Uh, a lot of, uh, I happen to be speaking to you from the Eastern time zone, a lot of uh, late, late nights staying up because I have to see, you know, who wins between uh, Utah State and San Diego State. And uh, that matters for the bubble. So I, uh, I hesitate to put into words how many games I see, but uh, I see an awful lot of games. And uh, I, I, I love it. I got into this business because I was doing that Anyway, I was sneaking away from my real job to uh, go to lunch and watch NCAA tournament games. And, uh, you know, the first time I got to watch those uh, in Bristol, Connecticut as my job, I, I, I did have the thought, wow, <laughs> this is this is pretty cool. So it, 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 uh, seeing a lot of basketball works out well for me. John, you're a Big Ten guy. So do you find yourself having to kind of school all the other basketball writers on the Big Ten because they kind of get a little more of the ACC Big East out there. You know, uh, the Big Ten has had a good stretch here recently, not, <laughs> not including the 2021 NCAA tournament, if your name wasn't Michigan. But that notwithstanding, uh, the Big Ten is is highly esteemed. Uh, my previously mentioned uh colleague from way back, uh, Ken Pomeroy has, has put up, you know, some impressive looking numbers for the Big Ten the last few seasons. They look great again uh, that way in the preseason this year. So uh, they get a lot of exposure. They get a lot of love. If they could just deliver the national championship one of these years, uh, I think that uh, there would be a lot of uh, pent up uh, Big Ten uh, esteem. I, I don't have to bang that drum uh, by any means, uh, the, there's a lot of people uh, along for that ride. And, you know, the seeds, uh, let's not forget, as disastrous as the tournament was, uh, the seeds for the Big Ten were incredible. And you can, you know, compare those historically to other conferences if they just could have delivered uh, on the on the promise uh, that, you know, it would have that would have taken care of itself. So, yeah, I'm a, I'm a Big Ten guy. And uh when uh, when the results uh, are there, uh, everybody will will understand where I'm coming from. Talking with John Gasaway of ESPN here on the uh, Game Changers segment presented by HX Home Solutions. I kind of want to follow up a little bit more um, on that. And John, as as, as we were talking, me, I was a, I'm a former CNN sports guy, longtime national guy, done a lot of the things 
um, that that you guys do up at ESPN. And and one thing that I I do feel is that it seems as though the Big Ten teams, and, and I'll say this much, Illinois, um, the players not known as much. Even the, the college basketball roundtable you guys did recently that was really good. And I Thank went you. through and I went through and and was just kind of counting names. And there were and again, you can't, I mean, everyone's got their own writing style, but there was, I mean, there were recruits and there were transfers of Michigan that were listed and, and <laughs> guys who who won't, may not even start to live for Michigan. And there were two guys in the entire article for Illinois, and one was not named Andre Corbello. And it goes <laughs> and it goes to my point that I feel like I watched not ESPN, but in, but one of your competitors over the summer had a running top 25. And it was amazing that Illinois was nowhere in the rankings because they assumed Kofi wasn't coming back. And yet Ohio oh, State okay. was ranked fifth. I was going to say. Because they assumed EJ Liddell was coming back. I mean, it yeah. was one of these yeah. just why does it feel as though and, and I know part of this is because they, they're, the resurgence has, is recent um, in terms of Illinois back in the national stage only the last couple of years. But at the same time, Purdue the same way. And I feel like in the same article, there were a lot of Purdue names of actually people actually knew the names of players, but it feels like that Illinois players aren't known nationally. Can you, can you address that at all? Yeah, well, uh, it, these things do run in cycles and Illinois in terms of individual player uh, fame, these are the best of times. Uh, late into the season, last season, uh, Io DeSumo was widely perceived as neck and neck with Luca Garza for national player of the year honors. Uh, this preseason, uh, Kofi Coburn, kind of a consensus uh, first team All-American. If you could grab the, you know, put to put on my block eye hat just for a moment, take off my ESPN hat. If you could grab the me from five, six, seven years ago, I'd be like, whoa, my God, <laughs> you know, so national player of the year, first team, Oh, America, oh, I'll take that. You know, that's fantastic. So uh, I, I, I absolutely hear what you're saying. Uh, as, as far as Michigan, they do have the number one uh, ranked recruiting class in, in the nation. So people were referencing some of the freshmen. And uh, Purdue, you know, uh, that's, that's just kind of a special case where you've got one guy who I think literally can dunk without leaving the floor. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm entertained by that. I think that's pretty wild. Uh, you know, Ivy uh, w did well at the U19 uh, FIBA World Cup. Uh, Tremion Williams, his, his record speaks for itself. So uh, I think that once uh, Kofi gets out there and does what he does, uh, his as, as visually dissimilar as these two players that I'm about to mention are, their two-point stats are incredibly uh, aligned. Kofi and Drew Timmy. Uh, nobody would ever think to put those two guys together, but uh, they are both two-point making machines, and that's a really good way to play, and uh, it influences your entire offense. We saw that for Illinois last year. It's, it's no mistake that uh, guys are suddenly good three-point shooters when they're, when they're wide open because the opposing defense is clustered around Coburn. Uh, once those games start happening, once those dunks uh, start occurring, once he's averaging six or seven made two pointers a game, which again, that's uh, very few people did that last year. Uh, the uh, all all of the fame and love and adulation will will surely follow. Tell everyone ESPN that that Illinois has a starter who started last year who played on the Finnish national team. 
There you go. I'm just going to leave that out there and I'll let you guys know right. it is. So just, just tell the guys, tell the guys that we got some players too. <laughs> so regular Lori Markinen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we, we, we always say bring on the fins. Um, no, when, uh, when Markinen, when he was with Arizona and he made a huge uh, dunk, I, I won the Twitter for that day by saying, you know, and the big finish with, with two ends. So, uh, yeah. Nice. Nicely played. I, I, I was pretty pleased year. with that. Yeah. That was good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you, you have a place with Brad and I on this show for spectacular humor. <laughs> um, you know, at ESPN, you guys have put together some great stuff, uh, previewing the season in recent weeks. And obviously, you've been breaking down the conferences. So what are your thoughts on what you think is going to happen in the Big Ten this season? Uh, I think that the Big Ten is going to be just absolutely brutal at the top. There's a lot of, uh, you know, we see a lot of agreement now in 2021 between uh, pollsters and computer rating systems, what I tend to call laptops in print uh, to save syllables. Uh, that didn't used to be the case, but now, you know, both of those populations love Michigan and Purdue. Uh, laptops love Illinois uh, just as much as themselves. Uh, Purdue had a few uh, down years there in kind of the middle painter era where it looked like, well, what's going on here? So these are great times for all those programs. Oh, by the way, Ohio State is right there, too. Um, E.J. Liddell, uh, whose name has already came come up here. Uh, if Big Ten Player of the Year were given uh, for you know versatility, I think he would win in a walk. He he defends the rim. He he gives you know he dishes assists. Uh, he makes twos and threes. Does a lot of things right. So um, not looking past the Buckeyes at all. So there's uh, there's four teams just off the top of my head that are going to be really tough. John, you can put on put back on the block eye hat now. So we're gonna go. Illinois is kind of getting a renaissance under brad underwood you know you mentioned it's kind of interesting that fans are a little bit like they feel like a perceived slight to be in the country preseason like that's like a slight and that kind of shows how far brad underwood has brought this team i mean that uh, 11th is good i mean i, I think thank you taking 11th in the in the john gross era we might have taken 11th uh, any year any year you out there we would have taken we would have taken 11th in the big 10 during the john gross era <laughs> So is there a where do you see Illinois on the national stage and what what Brad Underwood's done has obviously been very impressive. What do you what do you think of this program? And what yeah, how like? fast we become jaded, you know, number 11th. You know, ah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's amazing. Um, you know, Underwood had that incredible game. Uh, legend has it. Uh, you know, he was he was hired off the, the strength of the game, you know, maybe. Uh, Illinois decision makers were were there uh, to look at also then equally hot uh, coaching candidate Archie Miller, but the the game in the in the tournament that Oklahoma State uh, played against Michigan in the round of 64. If you want to pull that up on YouTube, just an offensive uh, display by both teams, and you know John Beeline knew his way around offense. Uh, Brad Underwood right there with him toe-to-toe. You know, it took a while, but uh, we've seen that, you know, now installed at Illinois. Now, I I don't want to diminish the Kofi effect, and I spent last season, you know, starting sentences with, you know, I love IO2, and, you know, it's it's really important to have this guy who just dunks on teams and then 
you know, just stands there and defends the rim. It's no mistake that, you know, we stopped overplaying ball screens because you know, we got this really big guy who's got our backs. You know, this is important on both sides. So it's been a renaissance under Brad Underwood. I, I want him to uh, keep it going. You know, I thought Kofi might go after last year. He's back. I'm delighted. Uh, I, I want the good times to to keep rolling and and to uh, build on the momentum, but uh, it's it's clearly it's you know it's it, even with the the heartbreak of the 2021 tournament uh, in terms of performance, you know number one seed. Uh, it's it it's been night and day, and it's uh, with the block I had on for for five seconds longer. It's it's just been a pleasure to watch after uh, uh, a few seasons of not as much pleasure. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. We've all. Uh, suffered through that. It's just fun, I think, to have Illinois back in the conversation because there's some programs that just, I think, make college basketball better. And I may be jaded when I say this. Illinois, I think, is one of those, that it's just um, the fan base is nutty enough um, that uh, that makes it uh, interesting. Adds a little spice to the mix, uh, as you can say. And I think it's you, you're, you bring up a great point in terms of winning. Um, you know, to be fair, one reason Michigan does get the attention, even with the new head coach, is that you guys mentioned in your piece on ESPN.com, great about the, again, the, the, the roundtable about the Big Ten. Gonzaga and Michigan, the longest streaks of consecutive Sweet 16 appearances. And that says something. When you get to the second weekend, you get, you get the attention. And, and when you're there every single year, people start talking about they, they know who all your players are, to, to be fair. The second weekend is huge. And, uh, you know, speaking as a fan of my team, that I want that so bad. Uh, it, it makes a big difference. Now, of course, I've got expectations beyond that. But uh, it's been a long time since I've had that, you know, sensation of the week in between, you know the round of 32 and the sweet 16 games and the country's talking about you and, you know, they're, they're analyzing your players. They're looking at the next matchup. I love that. Hey, we've got to leave it there, John, but we hope that you can come back and join us again. This has been really um, just great. Not just, obviously you're, you're, you're local and we're proud of your success, uh, but we have great respect for what you do and, and um, uh, reading your stuff. And, and uh, Mike reached out and we said, we'd love to have this guy on. So we were thrilled when you said yes, we hope you come back again and uh, good luck here at the start of the season. Thank you. And I would love to anytime. Thank you very much. Awesome. John Gasway of ESPN. And again, the pride of Springfield senior high school, John, the, the senators, right? Senators of Springfield senior high. That's right. Oh, very good. Yeah. Oh, uh, old big 10, a big 12 conference foe matching high school. There we go. Yeah. Right. yeah, yeah. John Gasway, ESPN. Thanks so much, John. Enjoy the season. We'll talk with you soon. Uh, well, hey, uh, that's our Jane, our, that's our Game Changers segment presented by HX Home Solutions. A quick timeout and then more to come on the Sports Spectacular powered by IlliniGuys.com. Planning to repair or upgrade your home or place of business? Whether it's a leaky roof, windows or door, worn out siding or paint, outdated kitchen, bathroom or basement, look no further than HX Home Solutions, your one-stop shop for remodeling inside and out. Trusted by Chicagoland since 1950, find out why HX gets an A-plus rating by the Better Business Bureau. Call today, 224-880-6000. That's HX Home Solutions, 224-880-6000. Mention code NCAA and schedule your free estimate. Once again, 224-880-6000. 
HX Home Solutions. This has been a presentation of LMBC Sports, LLC, and JM Talent Productions. We'll be back next week on the Illini Guys Radio Network on these same stations across Illinois.